This is Tales from the Cube, a podcast about call centers, what it's like to work in them, the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny and not so funny side of what it's like working in a call center. Hello there, this is episode 23014. I'm Cliff, welcome to Tales from the Cube. In this particular episode, I'm going to be discussing what a tier is, tier one, two, and three are often referred to in IT support and in call centers, they are definitely there. So I'm gonna take a little bit of a look at that, find out for you and uh, disseminate to you what they are all about here in this edition of the podcast. Uh, I would say that it's important to know this because not every company actually deploys tier one, two or three or even fours. They do have maybe a tier one and a tier two Generally speaking, it depends on the product and the, the you know the level of knowledge needed as far as the technical skill sets that are going to be required to uh, handle issues. So, uh, generally speaking, though, you're usually going to find in most circumstances within a company that there is a tier one, a tier two, and possibly a tier three, and maybe even a tier four advisor that might be engaging with you. In a lot of cases, uh, the tier three and fours are not going to be engaging with you as a frontline uh, contact, simply because they're more involved in the actual review of products and their workings, and also the intimate uh, details of dealing with um, tickets, basically to deal with the issues that are at hand. So. For example, in my particular group, I am a senior advisor, so essentially I'm what's known as a Tier 2, and there's no Tier 3. So there's nobody above me that people can access to speak to with regard to their their troubleshoot. Now, I do have internal resources that I can reach out to, which is technically a Tier 3, but our campaign uh, basically says, no, there's no such thing as a tier three. Well, actually that's not true, there is, but they, they don't call it that, they call it a different thing. So out of respect for that, we just simply say, okay, there's no tier three, but in reality there is, and there's possibly even a tier four, but um, those are really deeply internal people. I don't even engage with them. The, the most I engage with, um, my path as far as uh, this goes about the engagement is with a particular type of person who's looking at this from an engineering perspective. So at that point, when the case gets sent off to them, they basically would look at it and uh, tell me what they're going to do, or they might have to go with their internal ex- escalation processes and go forward to get more of a resolution. That can happen, and it does. Uh, so that's uh, that's the thing that you should be aware of. The other thing, too, as a customer, you should be aware of whenever you're engaging with uh, particularly a Tier 2 or even a Tier 3 is that um, <clears throat> this is basically going to be time-consuming. There's no such thing as a two-minute troubleshoot when you have a really complex issue. Uh, when it gets really complex, when it gets really deep, that troubleshoot that you're going to be doing is going to be extremely intense. It's going to be extremely and highly involved. If you're looking for a two-minute troubleshoot on something that is so wild and and weird, you're you're going to have a very disappointing experience working with uh, the support teams. Because the bottom line is, with respect to this, there is uh, absolutely... Uh, no way this is going to be done in two minutes. It's not, not reasonable to expect this. So I would say that 
you know, you better uh, align the reality to the the, the want. Uh, and the reality is, is that at this point, I do want this, but the reality is that I can't get this, so I'm going to have to be patient and work with the advisor. So please understand that when you're calling and it becomes a complex issue, there's no two-minute troubleshoot. And I've often had to say to the customer, hey, it's it's not a two-minute troubleshoot. It's, you know, we're the kind of people that are going to go and do the deep dive here. It's going to be like a mechanic looking for a, a knock in the engine. It's going to be like a detective looking for what happened at the scene of a crime or uh, a person who is basically um, diving into something uh, that is a bit of a mystery. So they're, you know, we're playing a little bit of detective work. Even uh, I, I sometimes will equate it to that of a doctor. We're trying to, we see the symptoms, we're trying to figure out what's wrong with the patient. In this case, the patient, of course, is the technology. So it's going to take a bit of time. Uh, the other thing, too, that's interesting is in my role, uh, in particular, my job more or less is software troubleshooting. Yes, I do deal with hardware, but generally speaking, what I touch mostly is the software side. And if there's a hardware problem, it's basically going to be coming in for repair. There's another expectation I want to set to you as a customer. If it has to come into our uh, depots, uh, whatever product you have, whether it's a TV, whether it's a, a laptop, whether it's a blender, if it has to come into a depot, expect a wait time. It's going to take a bit of time. So be aware of this so that you don't end up finding yourself going, getting all bent out of shape because this is not going to uh, be done in five minutes. It, it's just that kind of thing. Now, I will say that the majority of my day is spent doing pretty simple stuff. I'm doing mostly tier one work. So let's dive into this a little bit. Many organizations undertake multiple measures to bring products to market, uh, including ex excellent customer service. And of course, investing in technical support is one of that part or one of those parts of the customer service element. We are going forward and using this as a customer service tool to help you get your, your product um, looked at. So one of the things we do is we support using the, the tiered system. Why do we do this? We, we want to basically support people in a managed format. It's needed to be you know, more efficient. So we do these tiers basically not to frustrate people, but to, to help you as a customer uh, manage uh, one, the expectation, and two, to manage the process. So if the tier one can't fix it, the tier two comes in and does it. If the tier two can't fix it, then it goes to the tier three, if there is a tier three, and so on. So this is the reason why, and it's, it's basically escalation points. So at this point, that's what you need to understand. It's, it's using uh, different IT support tiers to basically streamline things, to make it so that it's, it's streamlined. So what does um, a tier one do? Well, a tier one is the main and first point of contact. Uh, what you're getting when you get a tier one advisor or agent is the person who is basically going to diagnose the issue. And they're going to try and fix that issue as quickly as they can. They're the ones that are going to try and do that two minute troubleshoot that I talked about. For example, um, you might have uh, a problem with a mobile application. You might have a problem with 
your password. You might have a problem with your email. So what we're going to do in the tier one phase is we're going to look at password resets. We're going to look at performance of the network and see if maybe that's affecting things. We're going to look at uh, operating system errors and see if there's a, an easy fix for that in the tier one element. We want to look at and diagnose hardware issues. So we're going forward and doing all those things in the tier one um, family of uh, troubleshooting. And a lot of times we're also, like I said, for me, application performance. Well, what's happening with the apps that are on uh, the device uh, that you have? Um, are they functioning correctly? Okay, let's do a, uh, uh, a, you know, a delete and then reinstall. And let's try and do this and let's try and do that. And we do all that stuff when we go through the, um, the, pr the procedures to do that. And by the way, in our particular element, we are using what's known as um, K-based articles. Uh, these are articles that a lot of them are frontline, so we'll send them to the customer, to you. Uh, some of them are internal. And so we look at that and we go, okay, follow this step. One, two, three, four, five, six. Many companies have that. Others do not. I think I've mentioned that in, in previous uh, episodes. Some have more robust ways of dealing with things. It, it basically amounts to what the company is doing as far as this is concerned. So we'll look at the um, uh, other things like infrastructure. Is something going on with our networks that we're supporting? So is there something wrong with... Um, the mail servers. There's something wrong with the um, the app server. It's what's going on here. So the tier one will look at that and try and resolve it as quickly as we can. It could be as simple as resetting a password, or <clears throat> restarting the phone, or clearing a cache in a website browser on a computer, or it might be that you have to, uh, you know, we might realize, okay, well, you know what, the battery is not working too well in your blender or the TV's um, got some problems with its um, backlight. We might have to consider a hardware repair. So we're going to do that in the tier one phase and basically go forward and uh, and set the set the expectation and then do the thing that we need to do. The next level is the tier two. That's what I do. Um, it's offering more complex assistance. So in our level, typically we provide in-depth back-end support and troubleshooting. So we're going into it in a more in-depth manner. It's a deeper dive. We're going into this in a very, very methodical manner. So we're looking at this and saying, okay, tier one can fix this, why? Uh, what's really going on here? So we'll run more in-depth diagnostics and logs. We'll look at um, if there's, uh, you know, in some companies they have, might have bulletin boards that basically look at specific issues that are going on. We'll look for them and see, oh, okay, here's the new troubleshoot for this. Let's go forward and try that. Uh, if that doesn't work, we go forward and write up what's known as a ticket. And basically, in our element, that ticket basically is written in a certain format. It's done in a certain way. All the things that need to be done are basically looked at. And in my case, uh, I have to get it reviewed by somebody to make sure I did the work correctly. I then send it off to my engineering team. They look at it. They come back to me and say, here's what you need to do. Or here's the problem that we uh, have found. Here's how to resolve it. Or we can't resolve this. It's only going to be resolved when we do an update or so on and so forth. In some cases, uh, believe it or not, even with Tier 1 and Tier 2 support, it's 
going to be something you can't get fixed. or It's a problem. It's not going to work. Sometimes we even have to go forward and do things, uh, like in my element, like replacing a product. So in certain circumstances, I'm going to be saying to the customer, hey, you know what? This is definitely not working. You've done all your steps. You've done everything that you're supposed to do. We've done our thing, including reaching out to our engineers, and we've come to a conclusion. This is going to be something we're going to replace. So we will set up um, specialized orders, and we will go forward and send uh, a new device out to the customer without charge. Yay. Um, and we might say to them, you need to send this device back to us. So we're going to you know, put, um, <clears throat> put a hold on your card. Uh, so some companies won't put a hold, so other companies will put a hold uh, on the card and basically have you send it back or, you know, do a free uh, RMA and so on. So we do these kinds of things in the Tier 2 element. So it's very, what I'm getting to in Tier 2 particularly is it's very much a, a, a scope of support that's dealing with the more in-depth, complex issues that are going on with your your product and that's that's what we're doing here it's it's a deeper dive it's also time consuming so we're gonna we're gonna be doing some things here too also we're gonna make sure that certain steps are done such as backing up devices and uh, particularly phones and computers to ensure no data loss is um, you know gonna be there we will do things like making sure that that you are aware of the, the important things you need to do to get this ready for any kind of service that you do might have to do, like going into a store or sending it back. So these are the things that um, that we'll do in the Tier 2 uh, spectrum. Basically, that's the, the Tier 2 element. Now, so essentially, we are confirming issues. We are escalating issues to the engineering teams, if need be, or Tier 3s, if need be. We are going forward and doing in-depth troubleshooting, and we are also providing additional service to basically help customers. We may go forward, even in certain circumstances, if the experience was that bad. We might say to a customer, you know what, we'll send you a gift. So we, we can do these things. Well, we are really, in all honesty, our supervisors. Um, we are supervisors. We are acting on the behalf of supervisors. So a lot of people will say to me, I want to speak to your supervisor. In my campaign, you'll never speak to my supervisor. It just won't happen. Uh, the reason being is because I work on their behalf. That's that's the reason why. I'm like a, uh, what we call in the business or in, in, in general, a lead hand. So a lead hand basically handles a lot of uh, heavy lifting stuff, whereas the supervisor, in my case, uh, my boss basically is looking at my work. They're making sure I did everything correctly, uh, following, following the compliance regulations and rules and policies of the company, uh, as well as the clients. So I'm basically monitored by them, and they make sure I'm doing everything correctly. And if I need special um, special exemptions uh, or exceptions, um, they will basically go forward and, and offer that and say yes or no to those exemptions or exceptions for for customers. So that's what their role is. So if an advisor says to you as a customer, I'm sorry that person doesn't talk to uh, people, yes, I do have a boss, please take that as an honest answer. Uh, it is true that in a lot of companies, the supervisor never takes a phone call. In other cases, yeah, the supervisor will take the phone call. The team 
leader will call back and speak to to you. At one point in our campaign, way back in the day when I first started, team leaders did do that. They would actually call customers back. But that's been phased out because that's really my job. And the other thing, too, to understand is that uh, a lot of Tier 2 decisions and even Tier 3 decisions are final. There is nobody above that's going to go forward and change that decision. It's final. It's like a judge saying, that's it. Yeah, you can appeal it. We'll look at it. We might be able to to do something with uh, another resource. But even if that resource comes back and says, nope, that's it. It's done. It's like the Supreme Court. Uh, So you need to understand that, too. Sometimes you're just not going to win the day uh, and get what you want. Um, the other thing I would uh, caution people with any kind of thing, whether it's a blender, TV, phone, or computer, the first thing out of your mouth should not be, I want you to replace it. Here's why I say this. It's not always something that needs to be replaced. When you are basically dealing with something that's not working correctly, you want to allow the IT or technical support team to actually do their work, to troubleshoot this. It's important to do that. Having respect for the um, for this particular group of uh, people, the tier one and two, is so important. And we're seeing in society today, and this is my comment about that, this lack of that, this I want it now attitude. I'm entitled attitude. Well, you're not. Sorry, you're not entitled to that. When you speak like that to anyone, I'm entitled. No, you're not. What you are entitled to is to be treated with dignity and respect. What you are entitled to is service. What you're not entitled to is to call up and bang your fist on a desk and be rude to the people that are calling you, or rather, that uh, you are calling. Because the bottom line is that we're here to help you out. So I want to basically do a bit of a PSA here. Remember, you're calling us for service. So... I understand, I respect that people are upset and want things done right away, but that does not give you carte blanche to be rude to these people. And we're seeing a lot of that on phones these days. There's a lot of verbal abuse, and it needs to stop. It really does need to stop. Because the bottom line is, we don't have to take that kind of garbage. It's not appropriate. Work with us. We'll work with you, but please remember that you are entitled to be respected, you are entitled to service, and at times you might be entitled to a rebate, a uh, a refund, uh, or even a replacement of a product, but you need to let us do our job. And the first thing out of your lips should not be, I want a new device, I want a new product, because that's not always what we are going to go for first. Now, sometimes it may happen. It's very rare. But what, like I said, what we're finding, particularly in the industry, and it's industry-wide, is there's a lot of bad attitudes going on. And um, I, I don't get it, and I don't want to get it. It's just something, personally, I'm saying here in this podcast, look, we're here to help. Please do respect us, because the bottom line is we are told to respect you and we do you know a lot of us do care about this and want to help you out but that's not going to help you by demanding that and by banging the table and smashing your fist down on the ground 
uh, and, and yelling at us and swearing and cussing at us because something's not working and we have to do some troubleshooting and demanding things, that doesn't work. I just had a customer uh, try that um, recently and they said, well, I'm going to even send this back. And I said to them, you can't. We're just going to return it back to you. It's That's the way it's going to go. No, no, I'm doing that. Okay, do it, um, but it's going to come back to you. So the bottom line is just if you're that kind of angry, I would say, please, just do yourself a favor. Cool off, then call us, and then we'll, we'll work together with. So moving on, um, I'm going to take a bit of a break here, and then I'm going to come back and talk about Tier 3 and what Tier 3 is uh, really all about. So stick around, and I'll be back in about a minute or two. Hi, I'm Cliff. I'm the host of Tales from the Cube, the podcast that you're currently listening to. You know, the one that talks about call centers and what it's like to work in them. I'd love to have you advertise with us here on the podcast. All you need to do is send me an email to foureyesfreelancing at gmail.com. That's the number four, E-Y-E-S-F-R-E-E-L-A-N-C-I-N-G at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, Tales, or Advertising Tales. I'll get a package set up for you, and basically it'll be in the form of a 30, 45, or 60 second ad. You can get that right here on the podcast, and you know what? Why don't you do that right now? Why don't you click on that email, send it off to me, and I will get together with you and talk about the details about what we're going to do next to get your story told right here in the podcast. Now, let's get back to the show. Now let's look at Tier 3. Tier 3 is the highest level in a lot of places. Uh, these are the people who are really going deep in. They're basically uh, doing um, things like identifying high complex issues, providing fixes for systems and applications, and maintaining servers. So they're really big on doing that. They're the highest end. You might encounter an error in an application. so. It's, um, it's, it's something that might jeopardize the infrastructure of the, uh, the network. You can you know, bet that the Tier 3 is going to try and fix that issue. They're able to update and fix the application's code. Uh, in a lot of cases, they're also, they can achieve or they're also able to achieve a level of support by having extensive knowledge. So these people are very, very knowledgeable. So they, they can do these things. So, like I said, if there's something going wrong with the infrastructure, they can, uh, or an app or something like that, they can go in and make fixes. They can actually manipulate the system and go forward and um, uh, do that, that fix, that fix that, uh, that code or fix that, uh, that infrastructure in, this, you know, in a way that's going to make it work better. They might have to do a swap out of a server. They might have to go forward and rewrite code or something like that. But that's what they do. They're, or they might have to uh, go forward and say to a higher level, hey, we need to basically um, uh, you know, do a patch or a bug fix here. We need to get a security patch out to the, the customers because this is happening. Uh, we might have to go forward and or create um, a, a whole new app for this particular thing that um, the customer is wanting because there's a service request for that. So these are, these are kinds of things that they do um, now there is the tier four, uh, that we come here into, uh, what it says here or what I've read about them, 
because um, I'm not a tier four. I've never heard of this too much. Uh, the tier four deals generally with issues that are organizational in what I've read about them is apparently they, they work with uh, third-party products or other systems uh, that are not within your organization. Uh, they might be actually more in-depth in engineering teams within a company as well. But, you know, what really, it's, it's usually just three levels of um, tier that we have in this particular situation. Uh, so your tier one, basic troubleshooting, tier two, more advanced, tier three, the uh, the people that are going to basically look at things that go forward and deal with um, uh, patches and, and, and fixes in the servers and fixes in in applications and stuff like that. So they're going to go forward and do those kinds of deep dives. And they might contact uh, what we would call a tier four for more in-depth uh, knowledge as far as the product goes. Even a revamp of the product or a new product uh, request might come out of that tier four. Uh, and even a deeper dive might be needed as far as this because it's so complex that it, it needs more of an engineering touch. But uh, overall, essentially what I'm getting to is that the, um, the tiers scale up. Now, uh, in our uh, group, as far as things uh, go, and I will actually talk about this in more in depth, and that is with um, one thing, and that's two-factor authentication, which I think I've mentioned a lot of companies are getting into and using. Companies may allow their tier 3s or even their tier 2s to manipulate it, but other companies will not. So if the company is not willing to do that, again, this is a thing that you need to have as a takeaway and understanding of that it's not because they're trying to be malicious or jerks in any way, shape, or form. It's just basically because of compliance and security. They won't manipulate the system because it is designed to protect data in a lot of cases. That's what two-factor does. And um, so that's one thing you might find that, hey, look, you're going to have to wait. And no, you may not like it, but please understand that that's, uh, that's a feature that um, a lot of people say, well, yeah, you can manipulate it. Yeah, probably could, but not going to because the company has deemed it necessary not to for compliance reasons and security reasons and data protection reasons, particularly in over particularly over in Europe with the GDPR, <laughs> companies can lose lots of money and go even out of business if they fail this. So that's why you're seeing a lot of pushback with respect from companies to two factors saying, no, we're not going to manipulate that system. So that's one part of uh, any tier support you may have uh, a bit of a challenge with. But in that uh, vein, what I'm going to do here is uh, call it a day. It's been really nice to uh, get back in here. I'm sorry it took a little bit of time to to do that. I got a bit of a, a nasty bug and it took me out of the game for a bit. But I appreciate everybody's um, patience here with uh, waiting for a new episode. And I will look forward to seeing you in the next one. In one of the future episodes, I'm going to do actually one or two. And in fact, the next two episodes... I'm going to talk about criticizing your company, and I'm also going to talk about unionization. Yeah, unionizing your call center. We're going to talk, actually, or I'm going to attempt to get a guest and talk about what is allowed with respect to unionizing here in particular in Ontario or in Canada in general with respect to 
the call center. Now, I want to be clear, we're not going to be doing a unionizing drive for your company. This is in general, so watch for that because there will be lots of caveats in that one. But And, and also the same thing with regard to criticizing your company. We're going to be doing lots of caveats in that. Be aware that this, it's basically a talk about us two very sensitive subjects, but I think it needs to be addressed. I appreciate your um, visiting with us here, and I will see you in the next episode of Tales from the Cube. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us today. Take care. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Cube. You can hear us on all the major podcast platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the next episode.